welcome to another edition of the Essendon Board uh, Big Footy Podcast, the third one for 2016. Um, I'm Doss, and again, I have Bonser34. How are you, Bons? I'm good, Doss. How are you tonight, mate? Oh, not too shabby, not too shabby at all, actually. And I've also got Man With No Name, or otherwise known as The Warrior. How are you, Warrior? Um, I'm very well. How are you two gentlemen? I'm very well, and I'm also very happy that that nickname is stuck. Yes, it's, it's, a, it's a beauty, isn't it? Yeah, well, I think we might have to look at maybe revising it at some point during the season, uh, because being linked with Damien Barrett is just never good. Never good for anybody. No, it's not. It's definitely not a good thing. Um, I think we need to we need to keep this in consideration, and there needs to be a scale where the more annoying Barrett gets, the more likely that you are to keep the nickname. How does that sound, mate? I I can see a point so that maybe we can have a, like a weekly poll where people choose what nickname I should have per week. Yeah, yeah, there, there, could, there could be potential in that. Yeah, it build, builds engagement, builds cut through with our, with our listeners. So I'm all about that. Yep, yep. It's, it's all about audience engagement and and you know catering to the, the common denominator. And you know, it's I think there's much potential there. Right, I'm all about that. I think a weekly poll is possibly going to be overdoing it just a little bit. Well, you know, but since since when have, since when do Essen supporters ever operate on logic? Yeah, you bunch of Kool Aid drinkers. We can collate all the options into a spreadsheet, um, which I'll then lose, and you know we'll just make it up as we go. Yep, and and then I'll and, and then when this the spreadsheet can't be found, I and and people start questioning me on that, I will I will keep telling them that one day I'll have my day in court and that all will be good, and then I'll just keep never having that day in court. How about that? Sounds good. Yeah. Alrighty. So we did. Say, well, I did say on the uh, board this was a special edition. I suppose the only thing special about it is it's very last minute, and it should hopefully be a good preview of, of the of the players in the upcoming season. Well, I mean that was sort of the idea with this edition. Obviously, with no game to review, there was nothing really to sort of talk about there. So. We're sort of looking at maybe looking ahead to the season ahead, not so much in what we're expecting from the team as a whole, because I think we're all going to pretty much say the same thing in that we hope for the best, but it's not going to be great. So maybe we can sort of go through the players one by one. Maybe that might be a bit more positive, and we can see how we go. I'm actually thinking that we're going to win the flag this year, so you just keep your negative thoughts to yourself. Well, I've, I've already got my um, grand final package booked. Um, I'm ready to go. Is that for Essendon or Melbourne? Well, I've got both bases covered. Um, either if Essendon pull off a um, Keanu Reeves, Gene Hackman replacement style performance, um, or if Jesse Hogan finally ascends to the greatness that I think he will, I'm set. <laughs> I think it's going to take a lot more than Jesse Hogan for Melbourne to make the grand final this year. Oh, no doubt, but he'll play a big part. So the first... First player, well, I suppose we'll do it by number. Does that sound reasonable to everybody? Yeah, sounds right, because I've, I've, I've got the list in front of me, so... Right, yeah, well, why don't you just rattle off the first player? Well, the first player that's actually um, eligible, because obviously number one, Michael Hibbert. Um, I expect he'll get some travelling done this year. Uh, number two, Tom Bellchambers. I expect his Tinder game will get some work out this year. So the first eligible player is Darcy Parrish, number three. Um, new recruit, so it's kind of a bit tricky for for poor Darcy because he could sort of get um, thrown to the wolves to an extent because there's not going to be the big bodies around to protect him. So, I mean, hopefully we don't do that. I'm confident we won't, but circumstances may dictate that we have to. So, um, you can't really expect a lot from the young lad. 
Um, hopefully he has a crack. Hopefully he shows a bit of promise. Uh, but that's sort of all we can really hope from him in this sort of year, really. Yeah, look, I I really liked what I I saw from him in that in the um, the game against Carlton at Princess Park. Um, I, I think I, I think he showed then, um, you know, why he was so highly regarded. Um, and yeah, look, he's a first year player, and um, you know they they with very rare exceptions will always have some you know flat spots, um, and you know sometimes they just need a rest, but. I think he will play some pretty decent footy for us this year. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he plays uh, 10 to 15 games, I suspect. Well, I won't add too much there because I think you two have covered that quite nicely as to, as to what to expect from him. So we'll move past four and five, unfortunately, because neither of them will be playing this year. And we move to Joe Danaher. And, and from Joe this year, I suppose, what I'm, I was looking for a 40-goal season from him, but... Whether the delivery and the opportunity is there for him to deliver that is now debatable. So I'd probably look for a, a similar season to last, I suppose, and, and hope that he probably gets up the ground a bit more, takes a few more contested marks, but just in general shows a bit more of what we saw last year with, with hopefully some improvement should delivery deliver, uh, delivery allow. Um, Joe, yeah, look, uh, I think that... The thing that I, I really want to see this year from him is, um, I mean, and I think that there are signs there that it's, it, that it's going to happen already. Um, I, you know, I'd like to see him working up the ground a little bit more. Um, look, I, I think he, I, I wouldn't be at all surprised if um, he manages to, let's say, about a 40-goal season this year. I mean, I, he, he, the thing that's going to hold him back will be the uh, lack, of, lack of ball coming in, um, just because our midfield's going to be, uh, stretched a fair bit, but look. Having said that, I think, um, yeah, he will be forced to stand up as well. So look, I, yeah, look, I, I'm I'm pretty hopeful that he'll have a good season. Yeah, I'd, I'd sort of agree with both of you in that he's coming along, he's developing very nicely. Um, it's just a bit unfortunate that in a year where he could have really hit his strides and really taken the big step up, um, it's going to be this year with a compromised midfield. But hopefully, he can sort of back up last year with a bit. Um, improvement in terms of marking and goal kicking uh, and if we can see some leadership from him too that would be really great so that then brings us to probably our our best young player at the club this this year and that is Zach Merritt uh, I'll, I'll let you two lead the discussion on, on, on young Zachary if uh, Doss you want to have a have a quick say about him well look it's quite possible that with the, the um, players missing um, that um, Zach is the best player on the list who's remaining, uh, that, that who's available this year. Um, and you know, he, uh, it, how 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 amazingly impressive his first two seasons were. You know, just his, um, you know, his accurate disposal, his his um, tackling. Um, I I couldn't be more happy with him. And I look, um, it will be a bit tougher for him this year because uh, you know he obviously in previous years has had more senior support to call on. Um, but yeah, look, he, look, he will have more pressure on him this year too, because I mean, as I said, I, I don't think it's, uh, particularly, it's stretching it that much to say that he is quite possibly the best player who'll be playing for us this year. So, um, look, he's going to have a fair bit of pressure on him. Um, but I, I believe he's good enough to, uh, to step up. Yeah, I'd sort of agree in that he could be something that makes this year worth watching, um, I guess, because as painful as the losses are going to be, 
Uh, a player like Zach is already extremely exciting in his talent and his ex- and his explosiveness. So I expect him to come back from missing the last half of last season uh, with that foot injury. He could really be raring to go. So he could be um, a big a big addition to our to our midfield, and he could be really exciting and worth watching this year. And I mean, if you think about it, he could even win the best and fairest in what City's third year. Um, so even with the circumstances of what's going on, that's very exciting in itself. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. Um, but the, the next player on our list is obviously Marty Gleeson, who's taken number eight over from Jason Winderlich. Now, I personally hope this year to see him not try and take so many blokes on. I feel that at times Marty overestimates his abilities and, and does try and take the game on too much, and I think he should use the first option a lot more than he does. At the same time, he can be very exciting when it comes off. So I suppose I'm hoping that he... He's a bit more selective and a bit more smarter and about his decision-making when it comes to whether to take the game on or, or, or use that first option. He can handball. Um, I don't think he realises this at times. I think sometimes he forgets he can handball and, and tends to prefer the kick. But, um, you know, a handball you know, 10, 15 metres sideways can be just as good as a, as a long kick if it gets the player out into space and on a bit of a run. Uh, I suppose the other thing I'm hoping is probably a bit more of a defensive effort from him. If he can step up and, and maybe help Baguli out as a small defender, it would uh, be a great asset to the side this year. Yeah, I'd sort of agree. I've had my question marks about him because I know I tend to notice him turning over the ball a fair bit more than I'd like from a rebounding defender. Uh, but I think that more comes down to decision-making rather than actual skill or actual ability uh, in in a footballing sense, so hopefully he can improve in that sense and be a bit more effective this year. Uh, and I'd hopefully like to see his defensive game improve because I don't think there was a great deal of it last year. And if he can become sort of a second um, small defender alongside Bagley, that could be a really great asset to our backline. Yeah, I don't really have anything to add to that. I agree with both of you. I think that's summed it up nicely. All right, so on to the number nine. Uh, the skipper this year, uh, Brendan Goddard, he's captaining the side this year, so what what can we sort of expect from uh, BJ? I, to be honest, just, just hope to see his usual sort of effort. I think he's been a valuable recruit from us since coming over. I think this year he'll have to shoulder a lot of the workload. I hope to see him do so. I'd hope to see a, probably a little bit less finger-pointing than previously, but I think that's something he's acknowledged that he needs to work on. Um, and I suppose I probably just hope to to see him more go down back and, and help out down back because I think while he's, he's such an attacking presence, him dro- delivering the ball, you know, 45, 50 metres of a half-back flank could be very valuable at times, especially late in the season when, you know, the, the mature bodies of the top-ups and, and the, uh, are starting to wane a little bit because the season goes on and obviously the youngsters will eventually run out of juice as well. Yeah, look, um, it's vital for the team that he stands up this year. I mean, he's, he, he was appointed captain for a reason. Um, yeah, look, and, and I think in terms of what Bond said about um, you know the way he actually plays, um, yeah, look, I that finger-pointing would be... It'd be, it'd be good if there's a little less of that, I, I guess. Um, but, in, but more importantly, I, I hope we use him in a position that uh, plays to his strengths most, and, and, and that would be, um, you know, his, his kicking. So, uh, look, yeah... Um, it's a, it's a it's a big year for him, um, and um, 
but hope, hopefully he's up for the captaincy. Um, yeah, I think that's, I suppose, the main thing. I'd sort of agree with both. You're hoping to see a bit more of an improvement in attitude. Um, not just a finger pointing, but just his sort of general attitude on field can sometimes be a bit petulant, for lack of a better word. But I think his ability has never his ability and work rate has never really been questioned. So uh, I've got no doubt he'll perform in that regard. So if we move on to Aaron Francis then, I'll just jump in quick and say, considering that he seems to have been fairly injured over the pre-season and, and is struggling at times to get his body up and um, to the level of, of AFL football, I think the only things we can hope from him this year are probably, you know, half a dozen games of, of promise, really. I, I think to ask too much more from him in his first season is probably going to be asking too much. Yeah, look, I, I can't see him um, playing more than a, yeah, a small handful of games. Uh, I suspected, um, yeah, I suspect it'll be one of those years where he really just needs to get himself up to the, to the base standard um, and... I'm sure by the end of the season there'll be people, you know, you know screaming that he was a failed pick and, and whatnot. But um, sometimes you've got to play the long game. So on to the number 11, uh, David Zaharakis. Um, he's been on our list for a fairly long while now. He's becoming uh, he's become an experienced player, um, sort of without us even realising it. 126 games. Um, and so he's, my personal opinion is that his last couple of years I'd say have been pretty poor um, it, given we were sort of expecting him to step up and become that you know next level midfielder um, you know maybe one of the best in the competition alongside um, you know your premium outside runners um, I thought I've, I've found him to sort of have stagnated um, and I've really questioned his work work rate um, at times so I'm ho- hoping that with what's going on, it might maybe shake him out of that complacency and we can see Zaka get up to the level that I think we all hope he's capable of. Yeah, I, t- I tend to think at times that he's probably been someone that's, uh, well, I suppose, a victim of his own expectations. He, he came in, he won the best and fairest, he played so well, and it's hard to ignore that he has had a, a fair few injuries the last few years. This year, I, I, it looks like he's over them, and, I, and I'd probably be hoping for a, a goal a game type stuff from him as a, as a midfielder. Whether or not he's going to get the support that allows him to do that is, it, again, something we're yet to see. But if he does get that little bit of support, certainly a goal a game and, and you know 20 to 25 touches a game is, is not something that I think is asking too much of him. No, look, I think the main thing I'd like to see is just, I mean, as, um, as Warrior noted, he... The area where he's probably most wanting at times is uh, defensive running. He, he probably it's an area of his game that he um, has needed to improve. Having said that, I think um, uh, I think if you are fair, he hasn't necessarily had the the best injury run over the last few years either. Um, you know, if I think of about two thousand and twelve onwards, I reckon he's had uh, stretches out of the side every year through injury between twelve and fifteen. So. Yeah, I mean, I suppose, look, just fingers crossed that um, he's uh, managed to get himself fit and that, that he's, um, you know, that he's hungry. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be a, a challenging year for him without without the help in the midfield um, from the, some of the suspended guys. But um, yeah, look, he, he, if he plays his cards right, he could really, um, you know, sit, set himself up for the second half of his career too. 
Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. So, moving on to number 12, uh, we've got the vice-captain for 2016, Mark Bagley. Um, I'll let, let you lead it off, Bonds. What are you expecting from Bags this year? I'm not expecting too much different to what we've come to know from him. I just want solid defensive efforts, a lockdown job each week, which he seems to do with minimal fuss, and, and maybe see him become a little bit more of a weapon the other way, use his attacking instincts a little bit more, but at the same time, he, to me, is a traditional small defender, so I, I can't. Th- I don't think we can expect too much different to what he's done previously. Yeah, look, I, I think... Um Bagley's one of those guys that you know what you're going to get from him every week. He's you know very dependable. Um, he, he is. It's a common theme with all these guys, I guess, really. But he is going to have a little bit tougher, um, you know, without help from Hibbert and these sort of guys. But um, look, he. The thing with him is, you always know he will. Um, he, he will always give 100. percent He's as hard as hard as a cat's head, and um, yeah. Look, I I I think the vice captaincy was a. Very fitting reward for his for the way he's played football for us over the last four years. As hard as a cat's head, that's something I haven't heard before. You've never heard that expression before? Never once. How have you not heard that? I must move in different circles to you guys. Maybe I'm not as sophisticated as you two. I, I would agree with that. That's still very strange. <laughs> Stunning, Bonds. Stunning. <laughs> I, 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 I think we need a poll on this. No, I think we actually might have a poll on this. Who has heard of the saying, hard as a cat's head, before this podcast? That's just astonishing that no, that he hasn't heard of that. I mean, that's that's going to be the groundbreaking revelation from this week's episode. So you are definitely shocked to be sitting there then? I'm, I'm, I'm shocked. I'm stunned. I'm, I'm blown away. <laughs> So if we move to uh, Fantasia, uh, I'll let you lead this one, Warrior, because I, we skipped over your um, thoughts on Baguli. If you want to chuck something on the end there. Oh, not a lot. I think you guys both summed it up. Bags is someone who's very consistent, very reliable. I'd be expecting to see more or less the same from him. If we can get more going the other way, fantastic. But if not, Bags will do what Bags does. And that's been pretty great for the last few years. Um, so regarding Fantasia, he's sort of a player I've not really thought a lot of that's not saying I don't rate him I don't think a lot a lot about him that's negative or not going to make it um, I've just not seen a lot that stands out to me as going to be a player uh, I mean he's quick there's no doubting that so hopefully we can get maybe um, more consistent level of performance from him as a sort of a wingman maybe but yeah I've not really thought a lot about him over his time well yeah, I mean, I, I actually, I, I really, I do rate Orazio. Um, You know, I, I think he's there's a there's a dash of class about, about him that I, I, I really like. Um, there's he's one of those guys. He's got something about him. He's probably the best way to put it. Um, it's not always necessarily easy to describe it, but there's just there's something about him as a player that um, that I, I do like that sort of has me coming back. Um, look, he. Um, people were saying he's had a bit of a disappointing preseason. I, I, I thought he was um, reasonably decent in the game against Carlton, and I and I haven't seen the two since. So, um, if that is the case, well, you know that's um, look. He, he's going to have to improve on that. But you know, I think um, he's got a pretty good opportunity this year to 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 step up. Um, you know, given the absentees. So, look, I think um, I, I'm quietly confident that he will have a pretty decent season for us. Yeah, and he's obviously a a lovely young man that we've spoken to before, so I certainly hope he goes well. If we now look 
at Jason Ashby, who we, of course wears the number 14 in Essendon. I don't think there's much to expect from him this year. He's already out for eight weeks with a knee injury. The only thing I'm sort of hoping for is he pushes back into the seniors in the second half of the season. But other than that, I don't think we can hold out much hope for him, unfortunately. I'd agree with that. I hope he can get back and maybe earn another contract next year, but um, it's going to be tough. It is going to be tough. And, it, you know, it, it, as we said last week, that the injuries has come at an absolutely terrible time for him because, I mean, you know, this uh, this year was an opportunity for him. And, yeah, the, the last thing that he needed was a setback like that. Um, yeah, you know, the, the main weapon that, um, Ashby has his, you know, his to use the expression again, as hard as a cat's head. Um, his um, his disposal has, you know, has often been the thing that's let him down. Um, you know, and uh, really, I think with the circumstances being so, we're going to be this year the sort of player that we're going to be looking at of uh, guys who uh, can really sort of, you know, do a job. And uh, Ashby, you know, in terms of his his attack on the man, is very good like that. So, yeah, look, it's a it's a, it's a real shame for him. Um, yeah, look, as you said, we just fingers crossed and hope, hope, you can, hope you can pull out of the fire. So moving on to number 15, Courtney Dempsey. Um, I was He was a player that I was surprised, and I'll go as far as saying disappointed that he was re-signed. Uh, I mean, it probably turned out being good, given what happened with the band, so maybe that was kept in mind. But for mine, he's just a player who's consistently underperformed for... Um, a player that debuted back in 2006, so it's not like he's suddenly going to turn around and, and um, turn into a superstar overnight. Um, so I'm hoping he can step up and show us the improvement that clearly Wush is expecting, but my hopes aren't aren't very high. Yeah, for me, Dempsey's the, the player I always hope steps up and and turns it on, but I think, similar to you, Warrior, I can't see him doing that. Maybe the move forward, or the touted move forward will help him, but whether or not that's actually now able to happen due to all the injuries and whether or the suspensions rather, and whether or not he's actually able to to make it as a forward is also something that we'll uh, have to wait and see. And then I think now, Dos, we actually skip a few numbers if I'm right, not right, not wrong. Well, we'd be skipping what sixteen? Um, who's seventeen these days? Cooney. Cooney. Oh, uh, we're, we're not skipping seventeen, so. Uh, so, Dos, your thought, your thoughts on the Brownlow medalist? The Brownlow medalist. Um, I don't know what to expect from him. Um, you know, he started off well in 2015, and then he he got injured, and then when he came back, he was pretty putrid to tell you the truth. So, um, I don't know what to expect from Cooney. Probably not a lot. Um, but look, I, I, I having said that, I like him. So I, I hope he proves me wrong. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I mean, I think he's capable of playing good football, which could and the type of football that we might really need this year. Uh, I think, I, I think, or more accurately, I hope he's capable, but I think a lot will come down to if his body holds up. Yeah, um, I think that pretty much sums it up. My favourite memory of Cooney is obviously the torpedo goal against Sydney, so as far as I'm concerned, he's already given me an Essendon memory, so if he comes good, so that's, that's awesome. If not, oh well, so be it. Um, we move on to Sean Edwards. Yeah, Sean Edwards is one I'm, I'm hoping does play a big role this year. I was very happy when we got him as, as part of a very cheap trade. Uh, I think he has some very sublime skills, and I think he should certainly show a bit um, this year in that forward line with the opportunities presented to him. So for me, I'm sort of hoping big things for him this year. 
Yeah, I'm hoping we see a bit more of him um, as well this year because it seemed to take him a bit of a while to debut last year. Uh, why that was, I'm not sure. But when he when he came in, I thought he added a fair bit to the side in terms of speed and, and attack. So I'm hoping we can see more of that this year. Yeah, look, I, I, I really like what, what I saw from him in, um, in, in, in sections last year. Um, so, yeah, look, uh, just hopefully a bit more of that this year. Um, I mean, he's now, what is he, 20, he might be 23 or 24, so um, he, he will need to establish himself pretty shortly. So it's pretty important that he, um, yeah, that, that he does produce that on a more regular basis. So moving on to number 20, uh, Jackson Merritt. Uh, what are you expecting from him this year, Bonds? Uh, I do like Jackson Merritt. I'm a big fan of his. Not as big a fan as, as some on our board, as I think we've all seen recently. Uh, but I would certainly hope to see him possibly get to the sort of similar levels to his brother. Um, unfortunately for Jackson, I think his brother has certainly gone past him. And I certainly would be hoping that sibling rivalry would push Jackson up this year. Um, so they're at a similar level rather than, say, Zachary dropping down due to uh, the, the season taking a toll on him. I I don't think um I I don't think Jackson will be as good as Zachary because quite simply Zachary's a better footballer. Um, but uh, having said that, uh, you know I think um it's probably the main thing that um Merritt can probably hope to do would be to uh I I think something like a Stanton type role um is is probably what he should be aiming at. I mean I think there was there were glimpses of that. In early fourteen, weren't there? Um, when he got he got thirty six possessions against the Blues. So, um, yeah, I think that's probably the sort of thing he should be aiming at. Um, I think he's a he's a neat footballer. Um, I I don't necessarily think he's ever going to be a star, um, but but I think he can certainly play a role for us moving forward. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I don't think he's ever going to be a star, but you can't have a side of 22 stars. It's just, it's just not going to happen. You need people that can put in the work and put in the effort, so hopefully Jackson can become uh, that sort of player. Um, so we skip number 21 and move on to number 22. Uh, Matthew Lewenberger joined the club in a trade over the preseason. Um, personally, I'm just hopeful that he can get on the park and for an extended period because his pre-season has been blighted to an extent by injury, uh, which we knew was a risk when we got him in. But I think he's shown before that when he's fit, he can perform to, to a very high level. So I hope, I'm hoping we can get him on the park and we can get a good effort, good uh, number of games out of him. Yeah, I'm the same. I, I, yeah, I think he, anything would be a bonus. Um, yeah, as you touched on, he's, he's had a pretty bad career history of injury um so it's not necessarily a surprise um yeah look but at his best he's a very good player so um look fingers crossed fingers crossed that he's, he can get his body right yeah I, I tend to agree with both of you there i think just hoping that he gets in the park for an extended time is probably the best we can hope for and and maybe a couple of really really good games um, so, as we all know, David Myers is 23, and he won't be playing this year. Do we actually have a number 24 on our list? Craig Bird. Craig Bird, we do have a 24. There you go. Uh, from Craig, I'm probably hoping that he steps up and, and fills the void left by, by Watson this year. Um, I don't think he'll be able to hit the 26, 27 disposals a game like Watson. I think we'll probably see a, an average of around 22 to 23, and, and that's something that I'd certainly be happy with. Um, how about you, 
Warrior, how do you see him fitting uh, this year? I've been probably a little disappointed with his preseason in terms of Nabby Challenge, to be honest. I didn't really notice him a great deal, so I was a little let down there, but ultimately he was the steak knives that got the Carlisle deal done. So we don't really need him to turn into a superstar to justify what we gave up for him. So in that regard, I'm hoping he can he can play that inside role. Obviously not to the ability of Watson, but just play the role so he can take the hits and get the ball out. Uh, anything more than that would be a bonus. Yeah, look, I probably don't have a lot to add to that. Um, yeah, I'm I'm not sure what to expect from Bird. So I, I think um, look uh, look obviously he's a senior hardened body though, and look his record at Sydney was not bad. I mean it was 137 games, wasn't it? In nine years and played in a premiership side. I mean, I guess the question is whether he turns out to be um, what one of those guys who, you know, was able to fit into a good side as Sydney were and whether he struggles at a, at a, at a lower-ranked club a little bit. Um, uh, that'll be the main question there. But, look, certainly having a senior body there and, you know, that, uh, that experience will not go astray this year at all. So move on to Alex Morgan, um, number 25 this year. I'm hoping for a cameo from him every now and then. I don't think we can expect too much from him. He's a first-year player, but he's not a first-round draft pick, so I suppose expectations are fairly low for him. Well, what, uh, I'd love Warrior's thoughts on this bloke, because this was the bloke that Warrior, didn't, he didn't even know who he was. Isn't that right, Warrior? Well... I'm still questioning the fact he exists. Um, and looking at his picture on the website, the first time I've actually seen the bloke, someone's clearly just photoshopped Scott Lucas and Martin Curie. Um, that's what's going on here. <laughs> yeah. I, I saw him at training once, actually. I, I, I'm, don't worry, I'm not, I'm not a regular training um, attendee, but I, I did go along uh, one day and um, I, I did see him um, running around and he, he didn't look too bad, so... Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he plays a few games at some point. Um, it yeah. might not be till later in the year, but he, he, I wouldn't be surprised if he plays a couple. Yeah. I mean, as as Bond said, he's not a first-round draft pick, so pretty much anything we get out of him this year is a bonus. Um, hopefully we can see him get a run at some point, but it, it, anything we get will be a bonus. So number 26 is obviously Kale Hooker, who uh, won't be playing this year. What I hope from him, What I hope to see from him is a contract signing. Yeah, I would. I would love to see that. So we move on to number twenty-seven, being uh, Mason Redmond. Um, so your thoughts on Mason Bonds? Similar to uh, Alex, I think. If he plays, hooray! If he doesn't, so be it. Yeah, and I'm the same. I I don't have. Um, well, unlike Morgan, I I'm not sure if I've really actually even really seen Redmond. Um, so. Yeah, look, I, I don't really have an opinion on him to be, yet, to be honest. So, um, um, and I'm in the same boat. Yeah, I mean, so look, having said that, if he, he plays a game um, and we get some get some footy out of him, fantastic. So number twenty eight, uh, the mature recruit Mitch Brown. Um, what are your thoughts on him, Dos? Well, he, he he will have one of the hardest jobs on the team this year, um, you know, because I mean, one, I mean, he's. He's stepping in to replace, um, you know, or to, to fill the shoes at least of, of some, you know, some would say the best player on our list, I um, mean, Hooker. Um, and he's going to have a tough job because the ball's going to be coming in a lot. Um, so, you know, I, I, I just hope people keep that in mind because I, I have no doubt that there will be some weeks where you will we'll get some opposition um, 
forward so it'll kick some pretty handy bags and um, you know you, you'll look at that and go gee you know guys like Brown and Michael Hartley um, will have pretty tough games you know because their their opponent might have kicked seven or something like that but just keep in mind that um, the ball is going to be coming in a lot because um, you know we are we are undermanned all over the ground so um, look having said that um, it's also an opportunity for him to um, to really show what he's got to you know he's certainly going to be tested yeah I'd agree. I think he's on a hiding to nothing this year. Uh, the ball coming in and the lack of support, quality support around him, it just just sort of leaves him no chance. So any anything he can do um, to sort of stop guys like Hogan or Buddy uh, will be a bonus. Um, so I wish him nothing but the best of luck this year. Yeah, and I, and I tend to agree with both of you there. I just sort of hope that he puts up a competitive effort each week and, and certainly shows that what, once our... Uh, other two tall timbers down back come back that he could maybe slot into that third defender role. We move on to Patrick Ambrose now. He was a forward, now turned backman. I think that's probably the best move. I think the best part about his forward um, forward line time was probably his defensive skills. He was a great tackler and put on a lot of forward pressure. So as a defender, I think it's a great move. And, and this year, I'm certainly hoping to see him become a regular 22 member I probably may be expecting a bit too much, but I'd certainly hope that he makes himself uh, a permanent fixture in our back half this year. I hope for that. My worry is that while he's a good tackler, I really question his um, decision-making and the speed at which he makes decisions. Um, I'm not sure he's quick enough in the mind to sort of be a regular defender. Uh, because at times he just seems to get a bit lost on field. Uh, I'm hoping I'm proved wrong, but my expectations aren't very high. Yeah, I, I think that Ambrose... Um, yeah, look, I mean, I, I've probably been one of those guys that's been reasonably open about the fact that I've not particularly rated him for most of the time that I've seen him. Um, look, at, But having said that, um, yes, putting him down back is probably playing playing to his strengths. So, look, I, we, we can just cross our fingers and, and hope that, that that delivers. So, number 30, uh, one of our great hopes for the future, Carl Langford. Uh, what are your hopes and expectations, Bons? I sort of hope that, that Kyle certainly takes his opportunities this year. I think he'll definitely get a few. Uh, I think he'll definitely go forward, and, and I hope that he kicks a couple of goals and gets a bit of confidence, but... Again, he's he's only a second year player. What what can you expect from it? What can you expect from him? I, I expect a, a cameo, probably a, a more prolonged cameo than than our first year players. But whether or not he takes the game by the scruff of the neck at any stage, well, that'd be great. But I, I wouldn't be placing too high ex- of expectations on him. Yeah, look, I I'd, I'd agree with Bonds there. Um, having said that, he. There is some. There's something about him, uh, as I was saying with the Razio, But I, I, I really do. I, there's yeah. There is just something about his, the way he moves, um, a certain slickness, um, a certain agility that um, I think bodes very well for the future. So you know, if he can, if he can build a little bit on you know what he showed last year, um, you know maybe if he, he plays twelve or thirteen games or something like that, and. Um, you know, it, I suppose the interesting thing will be where they play him if they decide to play him forward or whether they even give him a stint in the midfield at some point. Um, 
that that will probably be the most interesting thing for mine with him. Yeah, I sort of agree with both of you in that um, he's a second-year player, so you can't expect him to you know dominate. But he's shown a lot of promise, and hopefully we can get a bit more bit more of an improvement from him uh, in twenty sixteen. So we move on to his um, number two man, Jaden Levert. Uh, what are your thoughts, Doss? Um, look, if he, I mean, it'd be interesting to see whether he plays in round one because, um, you know, they're, they're, I, I have a horrible feeling he's not going to based on the noises that have been sort of coming out around his um, injury. Um, but, look, if, um, as long as his body allows him to get him on, get him on the park. I mean, again, he's only a second-year player, but, boy, he, for a second-year player, he's... Um, Physically, he's a beast, isn't he? Um, so, yeah. Look, his there is something um, something about the way the way he um, just moves and, and and carries himself on the field. Uh, I, I think he's got the potential to be a pretty special player um, in years ahead. Whether he whether he's able to show that to his full extent this year is another matter. Um, but. Again, I think the main thing would just be to build on last year, and he, and he showed plenty last year. So as long as you can build on that a little bit, I'll be happy. Um, well, I'm pretty much just going to copy what Doss said then. Um, he's physically a beast. Uh, there's a lot to like about him. I, I hope he gets a good crack this year and, and that he grabs it. But at the same time, it's only his second year, so we're in no rush with him. So we move on to Jake Long then, and... He is still on the rookie list, I believe. So I think the only thing we can hope for him this year is some good VFL form and, and maybe push for an, an upgrade late in the season and, and maybe a game or two. But at the moment, I think his last name is, is very much the reason why he's on our list rather than his actual ability. I'd agree with that. Yeah, I I don't have much of an opinion on, on Long. Um, yes, it's probably his name that got him there. Um yeah, so look, as I said, any game that he does get is a bonus, effectively. So we move on to number 35, uh, Yeast and Eats. Do you have any thoughts on him, Doss? I don't really, except that it is just such a fantastic name, isn't it? It's a, what, it is. what, what, what an amazing name. I personally just hope he plays so that we get to hear his name. I hope, certainly hope the commentators call him Yeast and, and not Eats. That would be a win for everybody, I think. <laughs> so number number thirty six, uh, Mitch Brown's right hand man, Michael Hartley. Um, again, I think in the same boat, sort of on a hiding to nothing. Um, he's going to find it tough this year, but hopefully he can grab grab his opportunity um, after being at Collingwood for a um, for, for for a period of time. Um, I genuinely worry what players like Buddy will do to us, and unfortunately I think it's going to be guys like Hartley that cop it when that happens. But I think ultimately all we can ask for is an effort. Yeah, I'm the same. Um, I mean, In fact, really, with Hartley, just pretty much copy what I said for Mitch Brown. Um, it's going to be a tough gig for him this year, but he's also got the chance to really show his wares and what he's made of. Yeah, I think... As long as he competes each week and gives a good, hard, honest effort, I don't think there'll be much to complain about. Now, with uh, number 37, Geish Nyon, and I probably have pronounced that wrong, and no doubt people uh, are currently hurling things at their various listening devices for my incorrect pronunciation, but all I'm hoping from him this year is a good, solid effort in the VFL. Yep. Yep. So, number 38, uh, the returning Nick Comer. 
who Jeez. has pretty much fallen into the Alex Morgan territory of his existence his existence being questionable. But it appears that he's back at long last. Um, he's lost he's lost the hair, so he won't be as recognisable on field. Uh, but what are your hopes for Nick Commodos? Well, look, maybe he'll be able to play decent football because with the loss of their hair, maybe the 10,000 fleas that were probably inhabiting his scalp will now have to find another home. So <laughs> maybe that's what's been holding him back all this time, as glorious a mop as it was. Um, look, Comma, um, look, certainly in 2013 when he was in the side, I mean, our, our forward pressure was better. Um, I don't think there's anything... Uh, you know, there's anything particularly controversial in saying that. Um, whether it was completely because of him, I'm not. I'm less sure. But uh, certainly, I, I felt that um, the, uh, the aspect of our play was was better then. Um, wh- whether he can produce that in an undermanned side is another matter. Um, but look, I'm just happy for him that he's back. Um, you know, I think it's it's he's obviously had a pretty terrible run over the last couple of years. So so good on him. Yeah, I. To be honest, um, don't rate him at all. <laughs> I know he tackles hard, and that's great. But as a small forward, he doesn't kick goals, and as a player in general, he doesn't get many touches. So I think he needs to add another string to his bow. But him and uh, the bloke th- that we're about to talk about next, uh, I do wonder how they're still on our list at times. So the the player Bonch refers to is number forty one, uh, Will Hamps. Uh, was on the senior list, but got delisted and was re-rookied. So I think the best we can hope for him is that he grabs his last opportunity um, at Essendon, I'm assuming it will be, and can maybe fight his way back onto the senior list. Yeah, well, the thing with Hams, he, he's obviously, he seems to have had a reasonably tough time personally. I mean, in terms of actual, his, you know, his actual um, footballing ability, yeah, I, I, I suppose I I do somewhat struggle to understand why he's still on the list. Um, but... Yeah, look, it's his last opportunity, really, I suspect. And for his sake, I hope he grabs it with both hands. James Gwilt is obviously the next player that we talk about, and I feel like he's the forgotten man at times. I think uh, with all the talk about their lack of defensive options, I think we forget that we've got a, a fairly solid player down there. And I suppose similar to, to Brown and Hartley, I just hope for a good uh, showing this year, a good strong effort each week in what will be pretty trying circumstances. I think Gwilt, along with guys like Cooney and Giles, were players we signed last year with the fear that players would be suspended last year. Um, so I think while Giles turned out to be a complete waste of time and Cooney sort of not really done a great deal, I think Gwilt was actually a pretty good um, delisted free agent signing. Um, I think he had a pretty good year last year, which given his ability isn't surprising, but the fact he was able to still turn it on at his age was really good. So I'm just hoping for more of the same this year. Doss, do you want to talk about Waller? About Waller? Um, yeah, look, I, I, I'm i quite hopeful that he, he could have an impact this year. Um, I, I, I like what I've seen in the NAB Cup games from the snippets. Well, certainly the, the whole game that I watched at Princess Park, I thought he was very promising. Uh, and a couple of little things I've seen from the um, the other two games, I, I haven't minded what I've seen there either. Um, yeah, look, it... it the transition, I mean, the transition from, you know, the level he's been playing to AFL um, will no doubt be a shock at first. Um, but I, I, I just, I so hope that he does well because it's been, yeah, it's a fantastic story, um, you know, to, to have an AF, to have a VFL listed player 
um, you know, but, but really persist at it what for three years and then and then finally earn his spot. And he's fantastic. So good on him. Yeah, I certainly wish him all the best. I mean, I sincerely hope he makes it, but my worry from what I've seen of the NAB Challenger games is that he really does look like a VFL player. And I worry that if he looks like that in pre-season, it's going to stand out even more in in the full season. But I say to that, I don't watch the VFL a great deal, so I've not seen a great deal of him before. And I didn't go to any of the NAB games live. So watching on TV, you see so much less. So from what I've seen, I'm not confident, but I sincerely hope he does do well. So we move on to Smack next. And to use a former coach's term, I'm very bullish about him this year. I think he should certainly perform well. I think he'll get plenty of opportunities. I hope that he pairs up well with Danaher and, and provides a secondary target down there and, and also manages to give Lewenberger a chop out as well. I, I th- certainly think he'll be one of our best players and he's my very early smoky for our best and fairest at the end of the season. Oh, that's a big call. It's a big call, but, but I, th- I think it's a possibility. Yeah, uh, I think... There's not going to be a great many guys competing for his spot, so if he stays fit on the park, he's guaranteed games. He shows he showed a bit last year. He showed a bit in NAB Challenge. If he continues to grow and improve on that, I can't see why he can't win the the, the medal at the end of the year. Yeah, I mean, if he stays fit, um, uh, unless he has a catastrophic loss of form, um, if he maintains the standard from last year, he should play every game. I would have thought. Um, I, you know, I think he's easily good enough. So, yeah, I, I actually think the, the best and fairest Smokey is not a bad call at all. Yeah. I think his, his work rate's never been in question. Um, I think given we got him as, what, a rookie-listed player from Adelaide, that was a really good get for pretty much nothing. So, um, yeah, hopefully he'll work better as a second ruck than he did when he was playing first ruck last year because I think that's a role that more, more naturally suits him. Absolutely. So, so we move on to number 45, uh, everyone's favourite Irishman, Conor McKenna. Um, what are your thoughts, Bonds? Um, I don't have a great deal of thoughts on him. I suppose I just hope to see him improve this year, get a few kicks, enjoy his footy, and, and, and maybe cement a spot in the, uh, the AFL 22 rather than the VFL. Yeah, um, probably don't... Yeah, I'm a little unsure about just how he'll go, but I, I think um, he's got some interesting little tricks in the bag. Um, you know, the, so I, I think it'll, there's definitely potential there um, for him to, you know, he, it wouldn't necessarily be completely surprised if he plays 10 to 15 games. Um, yeah, look, and I, I I have liked some things that I've seen. I, he, he's got some, you know, it's just some interesting little things. Like, he, like the, I think in that game against Carlton, there was a sort of a funny mid, sort of he, he socked the ball in midair at one point. I don't know if you recall that, but it was, it was quite nifty the way he did it. Um, it was you could almost see like the, the Gaelic football stuff coming through a bit. Um, so yeah, look, I'm quite, uh, I'm quietly ho- ho- sorry, hopeful that he will um, do something this year. I think. Yeah, more or less the same. If he, I hope he does, um, and keep improving because he's definitely improved. There's no doubt there. So um, he's clearly a good athlete. He's got clearly got a quick mind on field, like like Josh pointed out. So hopefully he can keep um, keep the improvement up. So, number 46, uh, Tom Waltz, a product, a product of the um, James Bird Academy. Um, my thoughts are not, not expecting anything this year, really. I think it is more a long-term project. Um, it, I don't know if you guys think anything different. 
I have no thoughts on him at all, to be honest with you. Um, I, I I saw a fleeting glimpse of him um, when I went to the club um, at, at that time back in January. Um, apart from that, I really profess to know very little about him. Um, so, yeah, I probably can't offer much more on him, to be honest. Yeah, and I tend to tend to be the same as, as Doss. I, I have no ideas about him, unfortunately, so no idea what to expect. The remaining players on the list are obviously our top-up players. Now, um, we can, uh, I'm not sure there's a great deal required in going through them individually because, unfortunately, they're not going to be around at the end of this season. Um, as a group, I hope we get plenty of games out of them. I hope we, we certainly see them fill their roles, protect the young bodies, help us win a few games. Um, I hope to see Matthew D play round one. I hope to see <laughs> Ryan Crowley... Uh, pinch Brent Harvey. Other than that, I'm probably not expecting too much from from, the, from them, other than just to, to fill the role that they're required for 12 months. James Polkenhorn getting to 100 games would be good too. He's on 93, I think. So you know, I think that there's a decent chance that could happen. Um, you know, and, and I think yeah, I think his is a good story too. You know, yeah, he's been being delisted and then uh, going back to the VFL and winning our best and fairest and and then getting another shot. I think it's something that's a very good story. Yeah, I pretty much agree with Bonson in that you can't expect a great deal from a lot of them because the bulk of them had either retired or were finished. So um, if they can get up and play regular games to help out, that would be great. Um, you'd expect a bit more from guys like Simpkin um, because you know, you're expecting a bit more from them. Also probably Matty Day. But guys like Kelly and Stokes, if they can get on the park and play regular games, that's a bonus. If Mark J. Mark can leave the ground, can physically jump in the air past the halfway mark of the season, that's probably a bonus. Um, Sam Grimley, he can probably hopefully give Lewenberger a chop out if um, if he forms up to scratch. Um, Ryan Crowley, there's no doubt I'm a big fan of his, so I'm hoping he does well. And if Nathan Grimer doesn't break his back again, that's probably a bonus. I just hope to see Nathan Grimer play because the outrage from the North Melbourne fans will be hilarious. I would love to see him play against North. I would love to see him shut down um, their big forward, Ben Brown, uh, because I don't think they'd be able to handle it. <laughs> now, we will move on to quick predictions um, about who will be now goal-kicking and our best and fairest in a second. But for those who have listened... Um, some interesting news that I'm going to speak about on the podcast, and I have actually told Doss this already as well privately, but speaking to a couple of uh, interesting, well-connected people at some of the uh, bigger Melbourne metropolitan newspapers, um, I can tell as of this moment, it does look like Michael Hurley has agreed to terms for a new five-year deal at Essendon. Uh, it, now, that may change. He may change his mind. I'm... Don't lock this in, but he, at this stage, has agreed to a new five-year deal at Essendon. I'm just saying, if it does change, don't come hunt me down. But at this point, he has agreed to terms with the Essendon Football Club. Sensational news, if true. It's, um, yeah, look, with Hurley, he is... Sorry, with Hooker, I should say. I, I believe those two are our most important players. So, um, look, uh, that would just be absolutely magnificent if we can retain Hurley's. If we can get Hurley to sign for five years after what's happened, that would be amazing and fantastic and wonderful. So, um, please let it be true. Stand by Hurley. Stand by Hurley. 
Can we get Blitz to make some signs up? <laughs> well, we can. Um, now, we'll finish this off very quickly by I will just ask each of you to give us your your best and fairest and your goal-kicking tip. So give us a smokey for the BNF as well, Doss. Um, well, I mean, I, I I will actually... I will go with McKernan. Um, and... Oh, then, well, yeah. Um, how, about, how about you, um, Warrior? Um, quickly casting my eye over the list, I'll say my pick will be... Um, oh, it's hard to tell... Uh, my pick will be Bagley. I reckon the fact that the defence is going to be under siege, and I can see him, especially now that he's a leader, just consistently putting in efforts. Um, so I can see him uh, really accruing the votes in that regard because he won't miss a game unless he gets injured, and he's he doesn't miss games for injury anyway. So I'll back in Bagley as my main pick, and my Smokey, I'll back in my boy Ryan Crowley. And Doss, so I'm presuming McKernan's your Smokey, Doss? Do you, Sorry, you yes. Um, McKernan's my Smokey. And my favourite would be... Look, I'll probably just, just go with Zach Mirror as the as my favourite. Yeah, I'm going to go McKernan as, as my smoke, as I said earlier. And I actually think Goddard is a very, very good chance of winning the, the best and fairest for a second time. Uh, goal kicking, I think, is a no-brainer. I think it would be Joe Danaher. Again, my smokey would be McKernan if Danaher, God forbid, goes down injured. And everybody's now cursing my name as I say that. Um, but... Yeah, Danaher, for me, is the clear standout winner for the, the goal-kicking. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I mean, the only other player I could see getting close would be Stokes, but that's going to be if he plays enough games. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go with um, Joey with yeah, with Smack as the Smokey. Probably haven't got anything new to add to offer there. All right, so that's, pr- that's uh, season 2016 predicted from an Essendon point of view. Um, so I'll thank the two gentlemen for joining me. Uh, Bont, thank you for your time. Thanks, mate. It's been a pleasure as always. And, Doss, thank you for your time as well. Not a problem, mate. So, this week, obviously, we're playing the Suns. We sort of previewed that in last week's episode, so no point retreading, retreading old grounds. I'll get a quick tip from you boys, though. Any of you think we can win? I always think we can win. I'm, I'm a known pessimist, so I will say that we'll go down by 25 points, but I think we'll give it a, we'll give it a, a red-hot go at least. Yeah, I, I'd, agree, I'd agree with that, too. Um, I'm hoping we can give it a crack, but I'm just not confident in any way. I think we're going to hit the real stuff and get found out very, very quickly, um, unfortunately. Um, otherwise, that's pretty much it for, for t- this week's uh, episode of the Big Footy Bombers podcast. Uh, we'll be back next week to give a review of the Gold Coast game and also preview the game uh, in Round 2 against the Ds. Um, otherwise, thanks for your time and have a good evening. See you later, guys. <laughs>